Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Guardians of the Spectrum podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing what makes the brand new Thompson Autism Center at Children's Hospital of Orange County, Chalk, the best place for autism treatment. Hope you enjoy. Dos, uno, and welcome back to another episode of Guardians of the Spectrum. This is our first episode where we have a video feed. Get excited. Uh, because we're still trying to figure this whole thing out, just like, you know, anyone that's out there trying to do any podcast. Uh, my name is Andrew, and this is, of course... I'm Cassie. And we are here <laughs> to teach you about anything and everything to do with autism. Today, especially, we had a crazy experience. It was an amazing experience. Yes. Uh, and uh, it was at the Thompson Center in Chalk. Cassie, you want to Yes. Tell us, oh, my just goodness. take off with this whole amazing experience? Yeah, it was, just... it was actually my <laughs> first time there. It's the Andrew's second time. Yeah. Um, and we went in going like, okay, we're going to go, and we're going to be super aware, super vigilant, um, so we can tell all of you about it. Um, and my goodness, like, it left me speechless. It was just such, it's such a beautiful center. Yeah, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it literally is just like, it, it's... It's the craziest. It's the craziest experience. It's it's kind of hard to, kind of hard to explain. But we did take some pictures, which we we're did, gonna post yes. up on uh, online. On our YouTube and uh, with running in the background. Yeah. Um, know, so. But this place, it's like I mean, it's it's a regular it's a regular doctor's office and stuff, and it's just it's kind of crazy because it has like, the thing that I trip out on is like how like it's it's one it's safe for kids. There's like yes. little things on the corners that. You know, protect <laughs> against bumps and stuff because, you know, kids go running and they have a tendency to bump their heads into things. Yeah. There's legit magic on the walls. <laughs> yes. There's a, what's it called again? Uh, mm-hmm. The magic window. Yes. Yeah. Disney yes. donated them. I guess there's only two uh, current hospitals. That's what the security yeah. guard was telling us that actually have them. Um, the other one's in Texas. So we're really, really privileged to have that in California. Yeah. So this, uh, this, this uh, Thompson Center is... Um, it's just it's a it's a center that's dedicated to just uh, focusing on treating children with autism yeah. or people with autism. I believe it's people with autism. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I and I don't think they are either. To yeah, be completely honest, it's so new um, and it's just still in the works. And I think the best thing, just to kind of sum up what Andrew was saying about like the little details, is that. Everything in that place is designed to support people on the spectrum. So like everything from the little plastic squishy things on the corners to there being no red buttons in the elevator to like the bubble machine, you know, like all of these little details um, and, and moves that they make are really designed to make it an experience for families like ours. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely love being in there with, uh, with Eli and Ezzy because I took Ezzy by myself the first time and he had a fever that he had a fever when we went the first time and it was pretty crazy because you know typically when you go in you would think oh you know my kid has my kid's sick right now this is going to be nuts especially if you have a kid that has you know some extra extra struggles and sensory so I don't know if people realize like just a side note on what it's like to have a sick child who has autism when you think about autism, it's a neurological developmental disorder, right? And so our kiddos, the way they fall is on the higher end of the spectrum, but they feel everything yeah. from the boogers to the like fever e- to feel the it chills. Extra. It's like, just it's extra. Just and like, and not in <laughs> the good crazy. way, yeah. like not like the slang, but like extra as in, in a bad yeah, thing. It, it's, it's, <laughs> and like everything it's from extra uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Like everything from the goosebumps on their skin yeah. to having no control over when mucus comes out of it. It, yeah. it just sti- overstimulates them to the max and 
going places, let alone a doctor's office where there's demand or like asks of them to like blood pressure and, and heart rate and all of those things. Oh, every past experience has been really difficult. Yeah, it's always tough whenever we go like into the doctors. We've had many emergency visits. Yes. But the thing that makes the Thompson the Thompson Center special is they literally are built to. It's crazy. They're they're built to just like cater to you. So, um, I guess uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, especially like when it came to this place, was that. Um, like just all how, how it's structured it's structured literally they put you in a room mm-hmm. and they have everyone rotating around you they have the center the, so each room is surrounding a center hub area that mm-hmm. has all the entire staff that's working together and they're just going and rotating between each room the doors are sliding doors so they just slide right in yep. and basically <laughs> literally the help machinery, you out. everything they slide into the, they slide into that room help you out, and then go and move on to the next spot. Uh, another cool thing that they have is, um, what, what was that What was that person called? Um, oh, oh my gosh, this is my favorite part. Um, the Child Life Specialist. So this is not new to the Autism Center. This is something that many children's hospitals, if not all, have. And what they do is they're credentialed and they're certified to work with children in high-stress uh, situations. So, like, for example, when I went to the ER with Eli a few weeks back, the child life specialist comes in, distracts them so they can put in the IV. Because as an adult, that's scary. I hate needles. No, thank you. I wish I had an adult life specialist to help distract me. Um, but for kids, it's like, it, it, it's, it's true. <laughs> you know, I hate needles. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, and so the child life specialist, his or her job, we've had males and females, it's, it's both. What their job is, is they come in and they distract your kid based on what they like, whether it be with a tablet, a race car. Today's, it was a pop-it game that we learned about and we're going to order on Amazon. Oh, that um, thing is amazing. And yes, we'll get more on that later. Yeah, and their job is really to just keep them calm and comfortable and allow us to engage with the doctors so that way they can get all the information. And so literally, I was we were driving in the car on the way home. I was like, hmm, do you think that could be like a moonlight job for me? Because I would love to do that. But then we talked about that, and that may not be the yeah. best choice because <laughs> blood makes me queasy. Yeah, deeper so. into like what? Uh, <laughs> literally, the first question I asked was like, "What? You know, t- put yourself in the worst possible situation right. that you could be in in yeah. that." You know, and you know, we got pretty graphic with some stuff, and it it was tough. It's it's tough. a hard job. It's so a tough job. For I would sure. say, like, AKA, they are angels. Like, I truly believe, like, it takes special people to be able to deal with the high stress that that job is. For our boys, it's pretty chill. Like. You keep them distracted, they're good. But for the spectrum is so wide that something that may be simple for our boys may be very, very difficult for another child or adult. And so they they deal with all over the place. Like they're almost like first responders in a sense, right? Like they deal with very high stress situations because a simple doctor's visit may not be so simple for some of the families. So they are a blessing for sure. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They um they go through uh through training, like I was taking down some notes to see, because we we had a pretty pretty good conversation with our um, with the child life specialist, and she was telling us how she, you know, now they have a standard where they have to have a master's degree. Yep. Mm-hmm. They go through practical training, like actual training where they're in. Like that was the crazy part. They were like they have to go through training, like where they're in the hospital, yep. in situations. To make sure that they can hang. She said it was like four months, right? Yeah, like legit. Like it's like almost like an internship kind legit of. Legit training. So it's, it's, uh, 
It's pretty crazy. And then they, yeah. of course, the national exam. They have their national yes, exam. Yes, they get do. Certified. And they have to have a master's degree um, in child development and psychology. Yeah. So, like, they're very educated and very informed and very compassionate. It's not just going in and, yeah. like, go, like, like, to go and play around and screw around yeah. in the hospital. Like, they're no. there for a purpose. And, and honestly, we couldn't have made it through our ER visit without that child life special. She was phenomenal. Um, it was a different woman than today, but she just honestly like has these creative names and understands the way children's brains work and what they need. And it was just like, I get emotional thinking about it because without her, that would have been a totally, it has yeah. been a totally, we've talked about it in previous podcasts when we took Eli to the ER when he was two, mm-hmm. that was traumatic yeah, for that my was pretty son, crazy. for our kid. And so like, just having that one extra adult that's only her, his or her only job is to distract your kid is phenomenal. <laughs> like she, especially today, like she did a great job. Yes. Eli's, yes. uh, he's a little sick right now. Mm-hmm. You know, all the kids are a little sick. Uh, flu season. Yeah. No, thank you. So, Wash you your know, hands. Not Corona, hopefully. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so all the kids are, all the kids are sick right now. So we're, um, you know, in there with a little more, difficulties than we would usually have mm-hmm. but having that person in there to help yeah. just made oh my gosh a world of, of a difference and it it mm-hmm. literally was it was like the easiest the easiest doctor's visit we've ever had we've ever had like yeah. i've never left crazy. an appointment feeling like almost like a sense of respite right like yeah. this idea of like oh just, i feel so it refreshed you, it left you feeling good right like <laughs> yes you, you were leaving like Thinking like, man, we got some stuff done today. Yeah, we did. Like, and we, we felt <laughs> heard. We It was yeah. so cool, too, because, like, you know, hospitals are teaching usually. You know, that's usually what hospitals do. They bring in residents and all those things. Well, this clinic is still growing. It's, like, brand new, brand spanking new. I don't even think it's officially No, open it literally yet. opened up. We were, when I took Ezra a couple, I think it was, like, a month ago, right? Yeah, it was just about, about a, month. a month ago. When I took mm-hmm. Ezra in, it, was, it had just opened. It was, like, a week, a yeah. week old. So it yeah. was just fresh. And I think they their still, grand opening is this month, right? Like yeah, their official thing. Been, yeah, they they uh they've been open I think for for about a month and a half now or something. Yeah, like that. seeing but patients. But been, yeah, something you like can that. definitely see that it's a work in progress. And what I loved the most was like well, yes. we had we had seven adults, not including us, in that room today. Yeah, that's the that was um, that was another. You know, I keep saying crazy because it's true. It, it was, was just, just like a phenomenal. The reason experience. I say it's crazy is just because it's so like unbelievable to see how much like how much help is in there because when we we've talked about this so many times how like you know it like when it comes to autism like it just feels like there's a like not a lot of people that that know that know what's up when it comes to how to deal with that kind of stuff but this place is specifically built for that and And you can tell they are literally Mm -hmm. in there that you have your you have your specialist in there to help with the kid you have all these different nurses to come in here and ask these different questions. Like it's a full on team yeah. to come in there and support you. And it's, it's a, crazy. It's a teaching it's clinic amazing. as well, which yeah. I think is great because they've trained someone at the beginning of our appointment. They were training people in the middle of our appointment to just really listen and see how the director, yeah. which, who is our doctor, which is amazing. That's another blessing right I there. I know, right? <laughs> He's a director of the, of the clinic and how he teaches and how he grows the other yeah. individual. He loves his job. Like that, I have no question. Yeah. He listens. And I mean, as parents, many people can commiserate with like feeling that fear of knowing something is wrong and feeling like your voice is not heard. Oh my goodness. He, it doesn't matter how crazy your theory is. He listens to everything you have to say. Yeah. (laughs) One thing I loved about like, um, Dr. M is he literally just, he will like look right at you and, and just 
ask continue like continuous questions about like what what's going on. He's trying to get all the details yeah. about everything and mm-hmm. just make sure that you know he understands and you know he he I guess applies the appropriate care. You right, know? and making just, sure he that makes exa- sh- he makes sure he does that. Yes, and they That's exhaust crazy. every single That's avenue awesome. so um, with the best interest of the child in mind. Right, so mm-hmm. like right now we're we're worried a little bit about some mental or not mental, some medical stuff, uh, yeah. for Eli. And we're exhausting every Avenue before we have to get super invasive, but it's still vol- like adding validity to what we're saying. Yeah. Um, and that I appreciate because it's just little things that we're seeing, but he, he understands to us that they're big things. Yeah. Cause we've, uh, so. you know, like the crazy thing is, you know, we, we've had quite a, we've had quite a process when it's come to like, getting getting the kids care and the appropriate yes. the appropriate yes. uh, care that they need so not everyone is one not everyone is is knowledgeable enough to provide the appropriate care yes you know so we deal with uh you end up in this process dealing with a lot of people who are just like okay you know this kind of looks like this so they're just yeah. trying to <laughs> uh, not not th- not not that it's neglect i'm not trying to say like it's no, like it's a neglect type of thing but it's it, just they don't know yeah, enough to exactly. be able to to, to point you in the right direction. Right. And I think know? we've seen that from the beginning. Yeah. Like with Noah, we didn't get a diagnosis until he was three because, or just shy of three, because people just didn't, like the people we were seeing just didn't know enough, yeah. right? And it seemed typical. It seemed like he would grow out of it, all of these things, which is fair. But like the process we went through was ridiculous, <laughs> To it be was honest. it was a pretty crazy process <laughs> and like over testing for our kid and like he was tested here he was tested there but with this clinic I feel like it's so revolutionary because it's a one stop shop yeah do you want to talk about the resource person you were talking about oh yeah so there's like a um there's like a they that's another thing so they literally have like specialists in this entire place that are supposed to help for different types of different types of things and Cassie was bringing up about. Uh, the specialists are supposed to specifically look up things that are that are autism friendly related. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm saying that correctly, but yeah. So if you have a desire to find a program or something that is out there that is friendly or autism friendly or capable of having of having or handling an ABA scenario or situation, right. mm-hmm. uh, they do the work at this at this uh, Thompson Center to find you that stuff because that stuff takes a long time. You have to do a lot of reading. Yeah. You go in and you, you could sit online for hours just mm-hmm. searching for things, you know, on the phone, talking to people. Do you guys have someone who is capable of Entrained. handling someone yeah. uh, who has autism? Or do you know someone who, ha- do you have someone on staff who is ABA trained? And and the know? thing too about that is like, sometimes you'll get, we've run into this where you'll get an organization or a place or an event and they'll say, yes, but then they aren't. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, like, it's just, it's very scary when you get your child into a situation yeah, like we that. Know, we know what <laughs> autism is. And, then, <laughs> and they absolutely, and it's not their fault. Like they want to be equitable and, and access yeah. for all. But like this resource center is a game changer yeah. because we're full-time parents. I work full-time, full-time student, like full-time aspiring film writer, like all of these things. <laughs> That's a lot of things. Yeah, it's, um, and we it's want crazy. what's best for our kids. And we're now getting to this place where they're older and they want to play sports and, and they want to go, they want to do swimming and all of these things that we weren't even sure they'd want to or be able to do, mm-hmm. but now they do. And it's amazing. And, it's just so hard to like do yes. that research on our own. So we're definitely going to be using that uh, that person. We we have her uh, 
her card up on our fridge. So mm-hmm. we'll be hitting her, hitting her up so we can get the boys in the programs because they're about ready. They're about yeah. ready. Uh, they've gotten to that point where they can start programs. I think yes. we might have talked about this on a podcast before. Uh, we've only, I mean, we've recorded technically six podcasts, but we've only released two. <laughs> More but, uh, coming soon. <laughs> most likely this will be, this one will be out before any of those other ones. Yeah, because this is new. And like, if you are. And we're fired if, up about this. We are this so excited. Thompson place. And if you are, if you are in the Orange County area or surrounding areas and your child is seen at Children's Hospital LA or Children's Hospital Orange County, look into it because you, you, they may take your insurance because it's new. They, it's like now is the time is my, what I'm saying. Or here we go. <laughs> here's the crazier one. If you're out there in, you know, in like on the, on the East Coast or the Midwest or some other place mm-hmm. that you feel is not giving you the appropriate care, there's a place out here in SoCal yes. that legit provides the kind of care for kids with autism and they li- they have they have someone to take care of every single every part single of, need. of that struggle mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. insane and it's we awesome. and, and we're amazing. we're determined to share all of that with you so if you're not in this area you'll know what to look for yeah and you'll know what to advocate for That's so like the biggest mm-hmm. our biggest thing is advocacy because if we don't advocate for our kids and for ourselves change won't happen yeah and while, while we were there at the at the thompson center uh, like uh, Again, praises praises to the Thompson mm. Center because mm-hmm. they they have uh, they have rooms there that are uh, dedicated to classrooms. This is what we should talk about next: the classrooms. How oh, uh, they have they do special trainings there at at um, the Thompson Center that you know they they teach you like ABA concepts mm-hmm. and for parent development. they have a potty training. They yes, have a potty training soon. like <laughs> clinic for kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, for any any group. parent out there, potty training is tough. It is you so know? hard. <laughs> if your child has a disability, it's probably even tougher. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we we possibly might be in that situation yeah. for one of our own. The potty um, the potty training struggle is real. Yeah, <laughs> we feel sure for is. all of you who are potty training right now. The struggle is real. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it's and it's they kinda, do they. They it's do cool how direct they are for every single Yes, like, and they legit have everything. He was telling us about a GI specialist because yeah, we, we don't up. know if that's something that we need, but if we ever do, like, and I know a lot of the, our friends who have children on the spectrum, they do have GI issues and they wouldn't have to be outsourced. They wouldn't have to be an outpatient. They can get it handled in that room where they revolve around you and your child. And that yeah. is what is truly phenomenal. Like we may be going through some head scanning, but they would do it there. Like they mm-hmm. would do it all there for us. And it's a one-stop shop. So let, yeah, let's talk about like the, just that one-stop shop. Like when we, uh, when we had first, uh, when we had first heard about this clinic mm-hmm. or this, uh, yes. this section of chalk, uh, from Dr. M we were at the old clinic, the old, oh. uh, the, the old uh, chalk neurology clinic, which was amazing. Too. They were great too, but in my opinion, <laughs> the best, the best, uh, you know, we, we don't, the best in the area, you know, we don't have too much experience like all around the country or anything right. like that, you know, right. so we have, we have no ground to speak on, on any of that, but you know, we have in SoCal gone to multiple offices yes. and we're not happy with the kind of care that we got, but at Chalk from day one, we had always been happy, even though it could kind of get a little crazy. Yeah. You know, and it, sometimes we'd be waiting there for an hour, you know, but, so they, the, but they always made up for it somehow. Yes. And the crazy thing at yes. this spot is they, if you happen to be waiting in a situation where you're, uh, you're there for a long time, 
they have the resources there at this new at this new Thompson Center to cater to your kids. Yes. So your kid is not just sitting there in this room for an hour, hour and a half, you know, and you're having to like get into crazy situations where you have to yell at them or, you know, hey, get out of that thing. or what I, th- I think my favorite quote from today was Dr. M. And he was like, yeah, we were over at such and such clinic and the what only toy for them to play with was the trash can yeah, because that was true. I wrote, I wrote that down when he said that because he was like, what do you say? You, yeah, all they, all they could do is play with the trash can. It was a sterile room, I guess. But Yeah, like because it <laughs> literally, like it was clean. there was nothing. It was clean, right? Yeah, he was like, it was a sterile environment, and the only thing to play with was the trash can. And, and, the I, squeaky, looked, and I looked at squeaky my... Squeaky trash cans that, that's, uh, and that's pinched when I, fingers. That's when I looked at you and was like, that's literally all we did for an hour was like, don't touch the trash can. Yeah, don't, don't touch, the, touch trash the trash can. can Wash your hands. one whole um, hour, two, two hours sometimes. That was like one uh, time. And that one time is actually when we learned about the Thompson Center before it was the Thompson yeah. Center because he came in and he told us, he said, I'm so sorry for the way you got lost in the shuffle, which he's, an, he's contracted out. So that's not his shuffle. So he has no control over who gets lost in the shuffle. And he said, you know, I'm sorry you were forgotten. And like here they, they compensated us with a couple of things, which was great because chalk is great. They really are. Yeah. But for kids on the spectrum, it was not cutting it. And he saw that. And I don't know how he he got roped, like not roped into, but like it like yeah, a partner in this. I don't know that. We'll have to information. ask him about it to see like what the like how the origin of this whole yeah, thing came about. Yeah, because like that, I don't know if it was his idea or if he yeah. it was brought to him. But regardless, he was helping to lead the charge, and we're so grateful. Yeah, that's the crazy. Like that's the that's the most amazing thing about this whole thing is like we are like all three of our boys have him as mm-hmm. as uh, their actual neurologist, mm-hmm, which is not he, always the case. And <laughs> he is, and yeah, and he's in charge of the pro of that the, of the whole center. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's the man, uh, he's the man to know yes. to get everything done that we need to get done. A secret dream I have is to interview him on our podcast. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> totally, totally going to happen in the future. I don't know if it'll be here, but <laughs> right. We'll, we'll go to him. Um, we'll travel in the, in the old but, shack here, but uh, I would love we'll get, to, to sit with him we'll get and, it done somehow. and chat with him because he's yeah. so knowledgeable <laughs> and it's not just cause like I've had knowledgeable doctors before that I haven't liked like for myself. But, like, he is knowledgeable and passionate. Yeah, that's the thing. You, The thing that I love about Dr. M is he is just, you can tell that he is doing something that he loves. Yes. He is yep. there. He is there, like, just, it's like filling his soul, like, helping everyone. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. crazy to, to see it because yeah. he has a smile on his face that entire time that he is helping you. Yeah. No matter how crazy. And it, it's been stressful. Yes. It's been stressful in there, but he's always and been like... And he always like, keeps his cool, yeah, and the kids cool, are at the center. Helpful, mm-hmm. knowledgeable, Yes, like, and he always takes time to listen to you and just just figure out, you know, how he can help you. Yes, that's, definitely. That's so amazing. And, and it's like, like I, I think I said this earlier, it's just like the validity of like being a parent, right? Yeah. Like he doesn't ever roll his eyes. Like I've been with doctors <laughs> who are like, <laughs> oh, thing, yeah. you know, like... Yeah, you know, let's just, I wouldn't worry about, he doesn't do that. Like, he doesn't worry either. Like, it's a balance of like, okay, let's get the facts. Let's do yeah. this, this, and this to make sure that we have all the facts. Yeah. Because he really, he validates the fact that we're parents and we're with our kids all the time. And if we're noticing stuff, it may be small stuff that is meaningless. It may end up being meaningless, but he wants to make sure. Because you get that, you get that a lot when you go to doctors and mm-hmm. stuff like, or, or just, you know, e- even when you're interacting with like friends or family or anyone who's been through, been through some sort of parenthood, 
you know, uh, and it's just, it's, it's like, it's all part of the norm. Yes. So, oh, you know, that's just, that's just normal. That's part of it. Yeah. But the thing is like, you as a parent, you know, you know what's up. You yes. know when something's out of the ordinary mm-hmm. because you are there every single, you're and, there more than anyone. And you know, you know? your child's so normal, I think is what's important. Like, you know what's uh, normal for your kid. And we, we have a, like the thing, the thing with us is like, we have a gauge, we have a gauge for that. Like you, one, you're in the, you're in the education system, I, am, I guess. Yeah. You're, you're in yep. school, like you Every teach day. or not teach, but you're <laughs> an assistant principal now. You used to teach, yes. but you know, and <laughs> And, and, you know, I used to teach kids swim lessons. I taught, I taught kids swim lessons yeah. forever, mm-hmm. you know? So um, it's like we've been around kids before. So we, yeah. we have a gauge for that kind of stuff. And you've done child development. And that's what, like, set us down this path when we started right. to notice these out-of-the-ordinary things for yep. our own children. And, and our, we're surrounded by people who also know. Yeah. And so, like, without the people in our village, we I don't think we would have gotten the diagnosis as early as we did. Yeah. But, like... Because that's the thing. We almost didn't. Like, we legit almost didn't. You know, we've talked about this on, on, on a podcast before. Because just with, it, like, our, our, our whole process with Noah, just with yeah. the whole, like you know, being told that, oh, this, they'll just grow out of it. This is just normal. They don't say that, you know, sometimes kids don't talk at this age, but it's like, yeah, I understand sometimes kids don't talk at this age, but you know, my son should also be looking at me in the eyes, but he can't even look at me. So what's what's the deal? What's the deal with this? He used to say mom and now he can't say anything. And it's really difficult (laughs) to like, I think at least when we were young par- younger parents, we it's hard to go up against physicians, right? Because they're supposed to be trained yeah. and educated, and, you're, and, you're, and, and you want to trust and them. And you're a little timid. Let's yes, be real. Honestly, like you're, you you think to yourself, okay, these guys see these guys see or uh, these people see, you know, hundreds of children. H- how many a day. kids? Yeah, you know, they know what's up. Yeah, they know what's up. But and I, this is, um, <laughs> what do I know? Yeah, and that <laughs> those things really do go through your head, and then you finally realize, like, wait a second, they may be experts in medical, but you're an expert yeah, in your like, kid. You, you like, know, you know your kid you better than anybody. You know what's up with your kid. You know, yeah. you know when something's out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you, you got to pay attention to that yeah. kind of stuff. And, that, and, and the thing that I, that, I, that I, like, suggest to anyone out there who's feeling any, anything like that, if you got that feeling, pursue it. Yes. Chase after it. Yes. Go, go investigate. Don't yeah. be scared. Find someone okay. who will listen it, to it you. It is it is scary. <laughs> yes, it is scary. Yeah. But don't be scared to, to find the answers. Right, because, because it doesn't make your you or your yeah. child less than. It just gives you the resources you need to keep up. Yeah, and you need to, you need to find those answers to to provide the best kind of help for your kid that you can. Yeah. You know what if if all else, if if it doesn't end up working out like that, where you you know say your kid doesn't have a disability or anything like that, all the better. All yeah. the better. At least you did your part and you investigated and you said, hey, something's out of the ordinary. I looked into it. It's fine. Nothing, yeah. Nothing's wrong. Or, or, or by the time you're done looking into it, they've, something's, they've something's met off. the milestone. We need to get therapy. We need to have some sort of action to, to, to you know, get us to the place that we need to be. Yeah. You know, or that we would like to be to make life a little easier. Yeah. And I think, you know? and I, I think that goes to say like our, our story is a perfect example of this because we've done it three times. We, especially. Ha- we <laughs> have, we've done it three times, but also like with Noah in particular, right. Um, he, yeah. he was, he had echolalia. He wouldn't look you in the eye. He was very antisocial. I was reading back the psych report cause this year he, we had his three year IEP, his first one. Yeah. And I was looking back at the one from pre-K when he, we had him in a general daycare 
And I forgot that he was doing all of these things where he would like throw full on tantrums before he would transition. You know, he would withdraw. He like had all of these classic symptoms of autism. And yet like now we are having conversations of fully including him into a first grade class. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> like, it's just That's amazing. And it so makes me just like, that movement. so cause we had that, we had that, that we thought said in our that. head. Yes. We literally said that to each other. Like, you know, what if he's, what if he doesn't say anything? Yeah. Like, what, what if, if he, he doesn't, doesn't talk? talk what if he, what if he, what if he just can't, what if, what if he can't do all the things that we had dreamed about? Yeah. What if he can't be independent? Doing, you know? What if he can't potty train? What if he can't yeah. this? What if he can't that? Which it was all just like, it, al- through, it always but. felt like, it, it just felt like a kind of like, like you lost something, like you lost something that you never even got to have. Yeah. You know, and oh, it was, that's a real uh, read that. I wrote a blog about this. Read it. It's a legit yeah. thing. Like you lost something like you never even got to have, or you were mm-hmm. hoping for all these things and, you know, and it's not even going to, you're not going to yeah. get to see it. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know that I've had to deal with my own with, with coming to terms with that myself, you know, mm-hmm. cause it, it is, it's tough. You, yeah. you, you come in as a parent and you hope, to have all these things for your child and you know you get you get dealt a hand and you might not get those things but yeah. the th- the thing is at least for me why does that stuff even matter <laughs> what really matters in my opinion what i've learned from this is you know just just being happy and doing what doing what you love that really is that really is the most important thing that i've like that i've gotten from this whole experience is that as long as, you know, the kids are doing what they love and being and happy, happy and, and learning, mm-hmm. you know, and growing, that's all, that's the most important thing. And I need to apply that. I, I'm, I'm personally trying to apply that to myself because, you know, being in the tough life, yes. you tend to get in, into a funk. And you I've do. been in probably a funk for, God, like a year, <laughs> uh, at least a good year yeah. trying to, you know, trying to deal with, with with school, like I'm a, I'm a full-time student, you know, it was my first year at a university. Uh, I like, I'm still trying to figure out, figure out all that stuff. I'm a veteran, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a parent, I'm a dad, I'm a husband, you Mm -hmm. know, there's just so many hats that I wear and it's trying to, it's tough to balance it all. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's all about, it's all about just doing what you love and, you know, trying to grow as a person and, I just want to, I want to help, I want to help those kids learn that. You yeah. Know, and, and I think too, like, you so talk, I went on a rant there no, about, you touch about, on a good point about my, though, about my, person, about my personal feelings about that stuff. It's true though. I never, it I, is. I never talk about that stuff. You so. don't. And I think it's important to talk about it because yeah. there are probably some of you out there listening that are in a funk, right? Like that <laughs> funk is real because yeah. you, when you are the sole provider for children who cannot do things on their own by the time that they're four, six, 12, 18, 24, whatever age, it takes a toll on you as a human. And for all of you parents out there with adult children, right? Adult children who need you for independence, my hat's off to you. Like you are superheroes and feel free to share that knowledge with us. Feel free to share that knowledge with those around you because you've been through it and you have wisdom and you have been through this life and, and that funk is real. So it's not just for adult children, but like for anyone going through this, because it's not what we expected. Yeah. I think as a, as a mom, a working full-time mom, like it's hard. It's hard for me to like go to work every day and know that like you're here doing it by yourself. Um, 
because honestly, like this job is hard. <laughs> it's yeah. very difficult. Like oh, I can't yeah. even explain. Like, I know I said said hard multiple times, but I don't know how else to explain it because you never yeah. know what you're gonna get. We could have one of our boys, for example, wake up and he is happy as can be, rainbows, sunshines, unicorns, anything you tell him to do, he will do it. The next day could be rainstorms, thunder, lightning, screaming. I ask you to stand up. You freak out like straight yelling, no yelling, your face. screaming <laughs> like, no, I don't want to. Like, Dude, I just asked <laughs> you to take your shirt off. Right. Like, no. like all these things. And yet and we also still struggle with this idea of wanting to create independent humans. Yeah. But they're not quite there yet. And so the struggle of getting dressed can last 30 to 60 minutes, depending on the mood and the day. And yeah, getting the just, just to put into perspective, just to put into perspective. The process of teaching the twins, at least right now, uh, Noah's already learned Noah's how to do Noah's mastered it took, that it skill. Took, it took a while. And it, it took did. a while. He's six, but he did it. <laughs> but for the twins right now, them mastering, or not even mastering, being able to do it at all, Yeah. getting themselves dressed, taking their clothes off, and then getting themselves dressed is a mission. It, it is. It is a mission that has been a mission for over, it's been at least a year. Yeah. It's been at least a year of us trying to teach them to get dressed, mm-hmm. take their clothes off, things like that, you know, and yeah. it's, it's a process. It's and, a tough and process. And a lot of that I think we forget is for people who might say like, why is that so difficult? If you think about it and you break down getting dressed, how many steps are actually involved is, yeah. in getting dressed? There's, there's a it's, lot. There's multiple. It's like taking off the old clothes. Mm-hmm. Each garment is a step. Yeah. Putting on the new clothes. Each garment is a step. And so then you tie in like the OT of it or like the the fine motor of it of like one arm goes here one goes arm goes here the head goes through the big hole like all of these little crazy like we still have to help our kids put on their socks because that is a very fine motor skill activity that's the thing like a lot of their like fine their not their fine motor skills and but i mean like i guess a a lot of their issues come with that kind of like they they have trouble with their fine motor skills it doesn't come naturally it's like uh, sorry i was trying to think of the word occupational therapy there you go like they have Mm. like a lot of uh, things that could use some occupational therapy. Right, um, right. And that's... Like what's a, a, do you know... I don't know. Do you know what occupation... Like... W- mm-hmm. It's living skills. Thank you. Yeah. Living skills. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I didn't know what that was until we had kids. But it's kind of crazy <laughs> that you could think about, like, you know, that that a person would need... That a person would need uh, training or uh-huh. living skills. Yeah. Because that's something that, you know... The average person would... You would think not... The, you know, I don't... Whatever. The, the point neurotypical. is, every, yeah, <laughs> neurotypical. Excuse me. Yes, thank you. Got you. Um, that a neurotypical person would be able to pick up on their own, no problem. Okay, they see something. Okay, I can do this. Let me just. They just. They just learn it. You know. You think about. You think about like when you tell kids to do stuff. Like you can tell your neurotypical child or person to do something and they can do it they don't need the extra steps like they've already like observed the things because naturally they're just processing this stuff they're looking at it they are applying it to memory somehow like Mm -hmm. their brain automatically is doing this stuff and just and they're able to do it yeah sometimes you know like in our situation our kids can't do that like they haven't been able to 
nothing, to catch on that yeah, way. Nothing has come naturally to yeah. our boys just because it has to be taught. Like actually, it, and that's why ABA taught. exists. Honestly, yeah. I think that's why universal therapy exists. That's why ABA exists. So when kids are younger, it's like universal life skills, basically. Um, and they come in as early as 18 months and they'll teach them how to do the things y- typical neurotypical babies can just pick up by seeing or practicing with their parents, like just in a natural setting. Yeah. But for our boys, it had to be very explicit. And I, and I swear to you, we would not be here today talking about fully including our six year old <laughs> without yeah. therapy. Cause it, even though they weren't his therapist, he was still there. He was yeah. learning and watching and they have ABA strategies in this classroom and special day class. So like all of these interventions, like I know I preach it every single day, every single podcast, early interventions are important because yeah. your job is to keep them loved, happy, fed, you know, play with them. But like none of us are born with training to teach our children the things they should know, if that makes sense. So you can't do it alone and you shouldn't do it alone. Yeah, you don't know that stuff. Like, I, I never thought about that stuff. Even though I had worked with kids before, I'd babysat and things like that, you know? Um, heck, I've even changed diapers before. Um, uh, not often, but <laughs> now I've changed a lot of diapers. Ooh, we still change diapers. Still changing diapers. Welcome like to said, the yeah. life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's just like the whole ABA thing. I was not, I didn't even think that that stuff w- w- would work. Yeah. First I heard of it, the first time I heard of it, I was like, what is this thing? <laughs> this is dumb. Like I honestly, the straight out, the straight up answer, actually, I was like, this is just dumb. So he actually, like, why would you have to do all this? Yeah. What is the point? What is the point of you having to say all these things over and over again? How's that going to work? Like mm-hmm. I was just so Very against defensive, it automatically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, it like once, once you actually like take the time to apply it, you can, you can see that it does have an effect. Like take, take a minute to think about it. You know, take a minute to think about hearing like, the therapy itself, I'm walking into the, like, just an exa- as an example, I'm walking into the door every single day with my kids. If I explain to them what I'm doing, you know, unlocking the door, turning the handle, squeezing it, you know, like, that's how crazy, I know it sounds insane, but I would explain that stuff to them all the time. And they just, like, that was one of the first steps of mm-hmm. ABA. And I, like, they just started to, they just started to get it. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of crazy how like how that kind of stuff that how that stuff works. Yeah, it's just that that repetitiveness of it. And practice, just, like we we learn growing up. And that's like, just one thing. So we we learn growing so many up other techniques in playing sports and instruments and yeah. and acting and all those things. Like practice makes perfect, right? Yeah. It, the same concept goes for our kids in the the life skills category. Yeah. Like practice makes per not perfect, but practice makes. Great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I, I mean, they'll always be learning. Yeah. And I think the speech therapist at my oldest or at our oldest school, she said in the IEP, she said, you know, because we're struggling with with Noah and, and being able to, like, pick up social cues and what's rude and what's not um, when he speaks, because it's a very typical, like, age appropriate autism related thing. Right. Like how, what you say and how you say it makes a difference. Yeah. And so she says, like. There can be no wiggle room with Noah. Like, you have to be very straightforward. This is how you say something like this to make someone feel like this. Yeah. And, like, it has to be very explicit. And and we're just not used to that because for myself, I grew up by watching, right? Like, we just learned by watching yeah, and doing and practicing. Yeah, you pick it up and 
Why? Yeah, and and my husband and I both had a very neurotypical upbringing. Like we didn't have any. Well, you had struggles later on, but like as a kid, well, right? Like you just that's a, that's a whole nother story <laughs> that we could talk about. Nah, of, <laughs> yeah, for another not, podcast maybe. <laughs> of me not getting the appropriate uh, appropriate care that I need yes. personally. Yeah, you know, because um, I, I mean I have my own I have my own uh, my own I don't know. Issues or whatever it is, I don't know what you want to call it. Disabilities. I have a disability. D- difficulties. Yes, as well. I have a difficulty. <laughs> Hell, I'm not gonna be a fighter. I'm not gonna be a firefighter anymore. I'll talk about it. <laughs> I got a processing delay. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. You know, but I, I think I, uh, that actually makes you the perfect parent for our boys because you get it. Yeah. That, at least that that thing I can kind of understand, like the whole processing delay thing. Yeah, because like, our boys all have that. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of crazy, like to to see that. Um, just. Just to just to experience it and now understand it a little more, yeah. because I, you know, growing up, especially like in the area that I grew up in, it was very, it was not. Like people did not encourage you to go and seek out help that way. It was just like if you got any kind of help like that, or if you were classified as someone that needed help in any kind of way, then you were all of a sudden just less than, yeah. and you know. And, and and you got hazed for that kind of stuff. And, you know, not not only by by the community, but like, you know, you would get hazed by your family. Like that's the kind of craziness that you that that I grew up in, you know. It's just it's yeah. it's nuts to it's nuts to think about, but it's it's the reality, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people out there, you know, even nowadays of course are experience that kind of thing. It's very it's it's very real, you know. Yeah, but, like, back to this this whole idea of, like, you know, taking what your kids have, where, meeting them where they are. Like, the Thompson Center really helps you do that because they have everything. Like, I know we talked a little bit about, like, like what it's like for a doctor's appointment. But yeah. outside of that, they also – it looked like from the hangings on the wall, which are in some of the photos we'll post later, um, that they have, like, group sessions for kids. Yeah, um, group sessions. That's that can great. really help them socially interact, which is, again, another place where they can learn yeah. um, and, and develop and and, uh, and just become more comfortable with who they are and how they are. I don't think it's about fixing kids. I don't, I don't really truly believe that. I think it's about helping them understand who they are yeah. and what and how they function, right? Yeah. Like, we have three boys on the spectrum, but we have three very different boys on the spectrum. Yeah. Um, and they all navigate the world a little differently. Um, and, and our goal is to help them understand how they understand the world. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily... I don't like the whole fixing thing, the whole idea of fixing. I know yeah. you didn't say that, but I was just, no, I don't I like, know. I'm it's not, you. it's not a fixed thing. It's just like everyone, or everyone out there, it's not like everyone that. out there needs some sort of help or something like that. Everyone out there needs some sort of like push in a direction that is going to, you know, put them in a, in a positive, in a, in a positive mm-hmm. place. Um, yeah. And a place to be set up for success. Yeah. Um, Cause I, as an educator, as a teacher, I can, I can tell you that every single year I had students I had different students. And even though I had the same curriculum, the same novels, I had to teach them differently to reach the needs of my kids, disability or not. So you got to see it firsthand. Like, like I got to see it every with single one. Every single kids person every has yeah. their own personal struggles they that they're come, dealing with. And they come to, to us in classrooms at a very different levels. I'll never forget this one time. Um, I had a student, this was before I truly understood 
like autism in its entirety of like what it is like in a school versus what it is like at home. Um, and like your child will have an autism diagnosis for the rest of their life, right? Like if, if you are diagnosed, you have, you have autism, that is how your brain works. But I had a student come to me and I think I mentioned this to you. Um, it was like my third or fourth year in the classroom and he came up to me and he said, miss, like they found out I had a son with autism and they were like, miss, I used to have autism, but I don't anymore. And I never understood that because like he still had an IUP and all these things. And then now realizing what he meant by that was that he no longer has, he no longer needs supports in school to support his autism and the way his brain works because he's figured out and he understands who he is and how he operates and what he needs. And so that now being a parent and seeing Noah go through this process, cause he's, he's the oldest, so he's our guinea pig, but like <laughs> I is. see, seeing what that's like, I get it now. Like I get that. And like autism or not like every kid is different and it's your job. I feel like it's our job as a parent to help them navigate the world in the best possible way possible. Yeah. No matter what, like that, that should be like number one, just getting, you know, these kids that are brought into the world <laughs> to a place, yes, you know, where they can, where they can contribute to society appropriately and nice and, and be, be good, good to each humans. other and be, be, good human. be great and just, you know, thrive, yeah. all that stuff. Uh, and I do think for the city of Orange County that the Thompson Center is going to help us do that. that, I, that I truly is, believe it. It's like, like it's like, uh, it, it's like the Avengers. The, it's like yes. the Avengers palace. Yes. Or whatever, whatever. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh man. I just, I just denerded myself by saying the Avengers palace. What are the compound? Compound. I don't know. Is that the right word? I don't even know. I don't know. know. The Avengers headquarters. How about that? I think you just won this round. Yes. I love it. Uh, but no, truly though, like if you think think about it, like that is, it it is a place for like-minded people to come and help develop kids and everything from the sticky things on the corner to the double doored offices where people come to you. It is just a remarkable place to be. And it makes me want to go back. Like I'm sad. I have to wait three months to go back. (laughs) Like we, our next appointment is not for three months. And a little part of me is sad. Like it is that everything, everyone from the security guard to the doctor, like everyone, it felt equal. Like they all had an equal share in this center and you just felt welcome the moment you walked in. You did. You definitely Mm -hmm. felt like, like they were there to help you. As soon as you step into Mm -hmm. that, that building. Yes. Security guard says, hello, (laughs) how can I help you? Here's where you, you're checking in. Okay, here you go. Yes. Let me walk you to where you're checking in. <laughs> and there, it's it's, just, oh, yeah. your child is, you only need one parent. You and your child can go over here and play with the yeah. toys. Play in, our, play in our whole, play in our hallway of magicalness. <laughs> yes, with magic di- windows and, and yeah. kitchen sets and trains and, and all these things that they were very clear to tell us had been sanitized. Yes. So let's just be about that life because uh, of all the flu stuff going on. But it's just everything was <laughs> there was thoughtfulness in everything that they did yeah. and i highly recommend it if you are a chalk resident like you go there often look into the thompson autism center yeah. um if you are someone in the, the california area it is worth the commute it is worth it wherever you live if you're within reason it is worth it if you're not look into it yeah that's the best place yeah that it is, is it's that is phenomenal. the number one place to go if you have a child with autism, because yeah. 
you are now if you if you are at that place, if you are at that center, you are now at a place where you can get all the kind of all the different kinds of care that you could possibly think of in that one spot. Yes. Oh hey, we need to get our blood drawn. Perfect, we got a spot for that. Oh, yeah. hey. oh, x-rays? Got you. Easy. MRI? Got you. Oh, your kid's still in his, going in his diaper. Got we you. We can help you. <laughs> need to um, look up and that something? Was, we I, got you. Yeah. And I do think I remember Dr. M, I can't quote him, but I'm pretty sure he had said that was his goal, right? This idea of having a one-stop shop for families with autism because I, I can tell you some nightmares of what we've gone through. So, like, we've had to do two different EEGs for two different kids in our family. We only have three. It's a two thirds, right? And so uh, the first time we did it, we had to see our doctor, our physician, be con- or, uh, um, referred out to our neurologist. Then our neurologist had to see us. So this takes months. Then our neurologist had to see us. And then after we saw him, we then had to wait even more months to have the actual um EEG. And so the goal of this place is to alleviate all of that wasted time when something could be seriously wrong. Right. And, and I think that is priceless because half of our battle, at least for me, half of my mental battle with autism is the, the insurance and the medical side of it. It, we spend more time in hospitals than I have in my entire life. In six years, I spent more time in hospitals with my boys than I did my entire 30 years of life. That's crazy. Six years. That's it. And like that is just a big part of of the job because <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. I mean, that's that's part of having, I guess, that's part of the whole autism struggle that uh, at least in our world right now in our life, because our kids don't have that ability to communicate yes. what they really need. So a lot of the times we're going to the emergency room just because we don't even know we what the know. heck is wrong. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Um but, uh, you know, it's, this place is, is definitely a good spot, uh, the best spot Agreed. To, to have, like, that kind of care, to get the kind of care that you need yes. uh, or that we need. And so and the more, I think for us, our plan was to just give you, like, our initial excitement about this. Yeah, because we and could not. Because we, we to, can't. We had to stop. <laughs> we, like, we were going off in the car, like, on our way back, and I was like, we need to podcast this <laughs> because this is just... Like, we need to show the people how excited we are about yes. this place because it is... It's literally it's, it's the best. like a a breath of fresh air, a white shining light, whatever you want to call it at the end of the tunnel, because it has been an uphill battle for us. And I can't even imagine what it's like for people who have children who are lower functioning because we're very fortunate. Our kids are pretty high functioning and they respond well to ABA, but like for... That's not everyone's situation. Not everyone's situation. And so for yeah. seeing this and seeing how, because like we're very aware of like sensory overload because we our boys, it just depends on the day. But that this facility is made for us. And we want you, we highly recommend that you that you go check it out if it's relevant, if it's close. Um, we'll be doing more podcasts as soon as we know yeah, more, more about, information to come on that um, for about sure. that one. Yeah. Mm. So we'll definitely have more on it. Maybe or, even Dr. M himself sitting oh, right <laughs> right in the center. Oh my gosh, I'd be like, my nerd heart would be happy because I want to know all the things. I know. Huh? Um, I know. So I'd like, be like, that would be like a three-hour podcast about like everything we could possibly. Think I know. Of. We better book him a year in advance then, because <laughs> he's a very, very I know, busy he's man. A busy man. He's running um, that show. But yet, always responds. Just a little plug there. But 
Yes. So there will be more podcasts coming about the Thompson Center. Um, keep an eye out for our photos and our little video montage we're going to put together of Eli's adventure uh, to the Autism Center. Um, and just stay tuned for more podcasts. We'll be coming at you with more consistent content. Yeah. <laughs> Back on. Not going anywhere. Yay! We'll see you next time. Guardians of the Spectrum. Oh, yeah. That's not how I'm going to do this. You're very weird. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. You can find links to some of the resources we talked about, as well as links to all our social media at www.guardiansofthespectrum.com. Yeah.